As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. I'm Christina Garibaldi. Welcome to Episode 5 of our podcast, The Wellness Academy Ocean Remedies Edition, where we will discuss everything you need to know about omega-3 fatty acids. Brought to you by our partners at Ocean Remedies, a sustainable supplier of omega-3 products. Joining me again today is the CEO of Neptune Wellness Solutions, Michael Camarada. Hi, Michael. Hi. And also with us is Chief Scientific Officer of Neptune Wellness, Dr. Graham Wood, and Harry Rice, VP of Scientific and Regulatory Affairs for an Industry Trade Association, GOED, a global organization for EPA and DHA Omega-3s. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi, good morning. Hi, thanks so much for joining us. So this is a really important episode because omega-3 fatty acids actually may benefit your heart health. So let's jump right in. Harry, how do omega-3s affect your cardiovascular health? Sure. So of the many benefits associated with EPA and DHA omega-3s, the cardiovascular benefits are the most studied and have the most positive scientific evidence. Omega-3s reduce the risk of many different cardiac events like myocardial infarction, which is a heart attack, uh, as well as reducing the risk of cardiac death. Many of the benefits have been shown to be dose-dependent. In other words, Christina, the protective effect increases with dosage. Quite simply, omega-3s are an effective lifestyle strategy for cardiovascular disease prevention. Great. So what are the properties of omega-3 fatty acids that directly contribute to the benefits for the heart? EPA and DHA omega-3s are, are part of every cell in the body, and EPA and DHA help optimize how those cells function. Uh, curiously, and despite the amount of knowledge that we have on EPA and DHA, the mechanisms of action responsible for the cardiovascular benefits are really largely unknown. But some of the more popular hypotheses focus on increasing blood flow, decreasing heart rate and its variability, relaxing blood vessels, decreasing oxidative stress, stabilizing electrical activity of the heart cells, muscle, uh, decreasing thrombosis, which is clotting, and decreasing inflammation. So all good things. So Graham, what is the omega-3 index? So the omega-3 index, it's, uh, it's a blood test that measures your the EPA and DHA that's in the blood, but it's not, it's not what's free-floating in the blood. It's actually really focused on the EPA and DHA that's in the, uh, the cell membranes of your red blood cells. Um, so it, it gives a good, uh, a really good marker. Um, as we've kind of talked about in other, in other episodes, it's not so much just taking one dose, you get peak blood levels and you get your effect. With omega-3s, it's really how they get incorporated into the cells where they can start to do their 
function. So the omega-3 index is really looking at that. Is it, is it incorporated into the blood cells? And that gives you a good idea of the rest of the body because we've done studies to show that it correlates well with like basically the entire body and mm-hmm. that gives you a good representation from just measuring the blood. Right. So how does the omega-3 index relate to cardiovascular risk? So, Christina, when you take an omega-3 index test, it gives you a percentage, and an omega-3 index of 8% or higher is considered uh, ideal and corresponds to the lowest risk zone. Unfortunately, most consumers fall well below the 8% level. Uh, If you fall below 4%, which isn't unusual given the low fatty fish consumption, you're Mm -hmm. now considered in the highest risk zone. Uh, Being in the highest risk zone translates to a 90% higher risk of sudden cardiac death. So how can omega-3s help maintain healthy blood pressure, and do they even do that? Well, the, the simple answer is yes, uh, they can help maintain a healthy blood pressure, and in fact, they can decrease blood pressure. And I just want to point out that in the United States, the Food and Drug Administration last year allowed the use of a qualified health claim linking EPA and DHA omega-3s to a reduction in blood pressure. The, the, the how is not so black and white, but it's thought mm-hmm. that omega-3s will relax blood vessels which will uh, result in, in less resistance. And if you have less resistance, this translates to, to lower blood pressure. Um, I think it's important to note that EPA and DHR is effective and in some cases more effective than some other lifestyle-related interventions like physical activity. Right. So would you suggest if you do have high blood pressure that you should be taking, and if you're on a blood pressure medication, you should also be taking an omega-3 with that? If you have mild hypertension, I would say absolutely. Regardless, I think that you should be consulting with a physician on this, but I think the Mm -hmm. the evidence is very strong and very compelling uh, that it will provide a benefit. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Now, Graham, there have been some questions in the past about how omega-3s may reduce blood clotting. Is this something that people need to consider when taking an omega-3 supplement? So actually, if you look back at when omega-3s were first discovered, I mean, right away, they they noticed the cardiovascular benefits of it. Um, and actually, they were studying Inuit populations in Greenland, um, and they thought the cardiovascular benefits were coming because because of omega threes acting as an anticoagulant or something that that kind of helps stop the blood from clotting. Um, so actually, in that population, when they tested their their clotting time, so I mean, you actually do small little cuts, you test how long someone bleeds. The Greenland Inuit populations actually had almost double. Uh, the bleeding time of their control groups. So at, at wow. first, it definitely seemed like, wow, there there is something there. And if you go do kind of cell-based assays, there is an interaction with the coagulation pathway. But on future studies, like they looked at uh, Inuit populations, I think it was an Alaska population, uh, which actually have a really similar omega-3 intake from uh, a diet full of full of fish, they didn't see the same response in the, in the bleeding time, suggesting that maybe it's, it, it's not related necessarily to the omega-3s, it was something else, maybe a genetic difference uh, in that population. Obviously, this is a really important question. So, I mean, there's been a, quite a few uh, clinical studies that have looked at this, specifically looking at patients who are, who are taking omega-3s and then had, say, open-heart surgery and stuff. And Really, the conclusions that you see out there is it they don't it does not really pose a big risk for bleeding. Mm-hmm. However, I still think it's it's the type of thing you always should be talking to your doctor, especially if you are on um, you are on blood thinners. 
uh, it's part of the conversation you should be having with your doctors to let them know that if, if you do want to either continue or start taking uh, omega-3 supplements. Definitely, definitely good advice. So, um, Harry, what about triglycerides? Explain what they are and do omega-3s affect them as well? Sure. Triglycerides are a type of fat or, or lipid found in your blood, and they're considered a measure of heart health. And having a high level of these triglycerides in your blood can contribute to hardening of the arteries, which increases your risk of heart disease, stroke, and, and heart attack. Of all the outcomes impacted by omega-3s, I'd say that triglyceride reduction has been the most consistent effect over a number of, of decades. And the effect is most dramatic in those with high triglycerides. But it's important to note that you can see triglyceride reduction in individuals with normal triglyceride levels as well. And then what, when it comes to irregular heartbeats, can omega fatty acids regulate that? Well, when it comes to arrhythmia, which is the, the technical term for irregular heartbeat, I have to say that the jury is still out. Certainly mm-hmm. it's an omega-3 supplement if the condition isn't life-threatening, but people with more advanced cases should seek the advice of a physician. Definitely. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about how omega-3 acids can help when you exercise and your cholesterol. So hi, everyone. I just want to let you know that you can get all of your omega-3 products through our partners at Ocean Remedies by going to oceanremedies.com, where currently you can get 10% off of your first order of heart-healthy krill or fish oil by using code SUPERIOR. That's S-U-P-E-R-I-O-R at checkout. So, Graham, how do omega-3 affect cholesterol? If you look in the literature, there's a decent bit of controversy around the omega-3 effects on cholesterol, with some studies showing a benefit, others um, not really showing a a benefit at all. And we've talked about this a bit before, is when different studies are giving different regimes, some it's a dietary, some it's a supplement, some have different levels of EPA versus DHA. So it does make it hard to kind of interpret all the results. One takeaway I've taken from it is there does seem to be a different effect of EPA and DHA on the on cholesterol. But whether or not there's, we can definitely say there's a direct effect. Right now, I, I don't think there's sufficient evidence. I mean, I actually, I mean, interested to hear uh, Harry's thought on on this one as well. You know, that, Graham, that, that's interesting. I, I think you did a nice job of, of, of summing up the literature. I, I would say that it's inconclusive, but, but likely not to, uh, to impact cholesterol. But there definitely mm-hmm. is early research which uh, demonstrates that it does. I mean, jumping off of that, like, let's talk about how omega-3 fatty acids can help if you already exercise. Is taking them just an added bonus to your cardiovascular system, or should you take it if you exercise? I mean, I think regard exercise or no exercise, I definitely think um, they're, they're 100% a benefit. Uh, I mean, as Harry mentioned uh, earlier, I mean, some of the effects are seen uh, better effects with omega-3s than when you compare just to a, uh, someone who's just exercising. I mean, I, I definitely would say that I don't think omega-3 supplements are a, a substitute for exercise. Uh, I, to me, I think they're a great, uh, great add-on to exercise. Harry, how about you? I, I agree with Graham. I mean, definitely part of a, of a healthy lifestyle. And uh, there, there is uh, mounting evidence that suggests there's a benefit to uh, adding an omega-3 supplement to an exercise regime. Now, I know we touched on this in a, a couple of the podcasts, but Harry, I want to get your take on it. How do you know if you should be taking omega-3s and should we all do it? Yeah, really, the only way to know if you should be taking an omega-3 supplement is to determine your omega-3 levels, uh, like the omega-3 index. 
Unless you're a super duper fatty fish eater, which would uh, I would classify as eating more than three servings per week of fatty fish. Mm-hmm. The answer is that everyone should be taking omega-3 supplements. Uh, consuming at least three fish servings per week plus taking a, an EPA DHA supplement markedly increases the likelihood of, of achieving your, your omega-3 index target level of greater than 8%. And then is there an age, uh, we, we did t- talk about this, but th- is there an age or um, a time where you should be taking these? So, uh, you know, I, I think that that omega-3s can provide a benefit throughout the, the whole life cycle beginning, you know, quite frankly, before birth and all the way through, uh, through life. I can tell you anecdotally, although there's not a lot of uh, evidence past the, the age of two, there's sort of a, a gap in, in the literature, if you will, between mm-hmm. two and, and, and above. But, but I've been giving my uh, 13-year-old son uh, mm-hmm. omega-3 since he's been uh, on solid food. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, uh, Dr. Graham, do you think that there will be more research readily available for how this affects people older? I mean, it, it is interesting that it kind of stops at two. Yeah, I do think the the research is definitely going to continue. Um, I mean, one important thing, if you've ever seen an omega-3 um, a gel cap, they are quite large because the doses are, are big. Mm-hmm. But there are some, there's really good liquid formulations out there um, where you really don't notice the uh, a fishy flavor at all. So there are some great ways that we can give kids who, who can't, or even, I guess, even adults, I mean, uh, I know adults who can't swallow the, the larger pills. So there are great ways that uh, we can make sure that everyone can get get their supplements and don't uh, don't have to worry about those really big pills. Um, and definitely the research should keep on going so we can have a, a better understanding of what what the doses are correct for, the, for different conditions or just general overall how to boost overall health. Yeah, definitely. And Michael, what do you want uh, consumers to know about omega-3s from Neptune Wellness and how it can help with your heart health? Oh, yeah. I think it's just as we're expanding uh, our nutraceutical lines, uh, omega-3s is something that we've been doing for decades and, and have a lot of IP and exclusivity uh, when it comes to innovations. And, and we're really just trying to not only provide a high-quality product, but be able to include people at affordable pricing and, and and also make a difference with every purchase. And, and that's what we keep talking about is like when you purchase an omega uh, product line for uh, the product from us, we, we will actually provide nutrition to somebody in need for a whole year through vitamin angels. And I think that that's something a lot of brands need to start doing more and more. And I think that uh, the day to day life is really what Neptune's focusing on. We're really a health and wellness company, and the brands that we create, like Forest Remedies and Ocean Remedies, is really to enhance the quality of products that people can get access to at affordable pricing with complete transparency. Awesome. I think that's great. Well, guys, thank you so much. We have to wrap up there. Thank you, everyone, for all of this important information. Now, everyone isn't going to want to miss our sixth and final episode where we ask the experts, where we gather all of your panelists for a round of table discussion, getting your questions answered. And don't forget to go to OceanRemedies.com to pick up your omega-3 products. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to keep learning more about omega-3 fatty acids and their incredible health benefits.